Welcome to a statement from the School for Wayward Nerds, the only podcast to make a statement. I don't think we're the only podcast to make a statement. Yeah, but ours isn't like a drastic, like, horrible, um, what's the word? Scandal statement. It's more of a light fuck-up statement. Um, Speak for yourself. Yeah. My name is Toby Napola, and um, we, we haven't uploaded in a fortnight. Two weeks. We almost had school holidays in the appropriate part for our school-themed podcast, <laughs> depending on what school holidays are listening to this. Queensland ones would be. Um, Look, we didn't take the summer off, mostly because it's the middle of winter. Yep. Um, um, we pre-recorded some episodes for our little um, excursion. You know, life happens. And um, we had them all lined up ready to go, and then we didn't queue it up properly. And when we got back from our trip, we realized this. Um, so, now you got these episodes two weeks after you're supposed to get these episodes. Yeah, so sorry about that. Um, but not really, because yeah. we needed a vacation. Yeah, it's, it's not like the podcast is, like, dead or anything. Like, we're still going. <laughs> yeah, had, had an accidental break. We're about, you'll be, this will be tacked on to the start of whatever episode comes next. Probably the one after that, too, just in case. Yeah, a, a little disclosure warning. So without further ado, here is your episode. Uh, sorry about that. We will uh, see you literally in seconds when the podcast starts. Thank you. Ladies and future boys. Um, nope. Just- Ladies and future boys, welcome to the School for Wild Nerds. Just another Furby on go- in God's microwave. Yeah. My name is Toby DePola, and I want to go back on a statement I said on a previous episode of the podcast, Kaya. Never mind, I found a pen. Here's one I prepared earlier. Oh, thank you. It was a spare in case this one fails. I also have two sets of tweezers over here in case you need them. Interesting. Oh, yeah, you were building your little model car. I was going to say, why do you have those? Um... In our first taste of fairy tale, I claimed that it was no filler, all killer. Uh, sure, there were some sim- single episodic ones, but I enjoyed them. Is there a nice refresh between arcs and the events and alike? You ag- you agree on that statement, it's right? That they've but, become nice little like bookends. Because mm, there's a little bit at the end of the season and a little bit right at the start, and sometimes I like them the best because you can just like show up, it's commit to twenty boy. minutes, and go about your day after that. You don't have to. Sit, sit, just strap in for the wizard games for a hundred episodes. Yeah. Yeah. When I made that bold allegation, behind the curtains, we were still watching the whole series, uh, and we were on the cusp of something that would shatter my claim. The Infinity Clock Arc. Mm. Do you remember that one? They looked around that big, tall library for what felt like years. Mm. Um, yeah, if you know the Infinity Clock Arc, you know. Uh, I won't spend forever on it, but I jinxed myself, and we immediately ran headfirst into a big, over 20-episode long filler arc immediately after recording that last episode of Fairy Tale. Yeah, really, that one dragged. We jinxed ourselves so hard. I mean, there's still enjoyable stuff inside it, which is the annoying part, because, like, you stick it out, but... Yeah. Um, now, I can safely say my problems with the anime that have sprouted since that previous episode are the filler arcs. And the deaths last about 10 minutes apiece before being explained back into life. There isn't much I can do about that one. But going from anime to the manga version, I am always struck by how excellent the pacing is. And I think I think I enjoy it more because I've sat through almost all the anime. Mm. And then you go to the manga and, like, shit's on, like, all the time. And you're like, awesome. And nothing drags. Every fight is, like, a little fight compared to what they well, end up I mean- being. That was really one of the confusing things when it came to playing the video game. Mm. Because oh, shit. That was even more rushed, rushed like, story. Rushed. But, but that's what I'm saying. Like, you were like, oh, yeah, I'll, like, it'll take me a while to catch up to where Yeah, I'll be are. fine. Literally within, like, five minutes. <laughs> the game minutes, opens like, on the episode we were up to. That was so fucked. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, ironically, the only pacing problems I had in the manga were when I have to stop because I would overtake the anime that we are watching as a as a couple. Yeah, I watched. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yep, so I bring this up because, A, I was totally wrong about the filler arcs. I apologize for that. Seriously, fuck the Infinity Clock and the Eclipse Celestial Spirits arc. Mm-hmm. Remember when the when the Infinity Door, no, the Eclipse Door was um, so magical it reverse polarity star signs. <laughs> Yeah, and then they all started attacking their friends. And then they were fine afterwards because it was time to do an actual event. Yeah, and, and B, because I love the manga versions, and that is today's topic. Uh, much like last time, I'm just covering one single arc of the manga while um, Kaya carries the knowledge from the anime. Mm-hmm. Um, a nice little little episode. I'm, I'm, in, I'm enjoying them now because once we start hitting actual arcs of Fairy Tale, they're like... Four podcast episodes long. So I'm embracing them while I can feasibly do it. Alright, we return to the manga run with Volume 2. Or if you are reading the Omnibus, um, all those big-ass new library editions that are coming out soon. But Chapter 5. Before we get into that. Mm-hmm. Hi, my name's Claire. I'm part of the podcast. I was going to introduce you, but I said your name earlier, so I just left it behind. Yeah. Producer Kyler, everybody. Who's your favourite fairy tale character? Um, that, w- that would be Kobe, our audio director. Favourite fairy tale character? It's a fart. I don't know also if I want you Leo on this podcast anymore. Alright, there you go. <laughs> and why is that? Because he wears a suit? Look, he goes through large transformations in this. He does. We go from Loki to Leo to wherever he's been the last, like, hundred episodes. <laughs> yep, so we are covering Daybreak, which is chapter five. Uh, written and drawn by Hiro Mishima, um, who does all of them. And it's also, I find it really funny on the cover of these early fairy tales, because it says, uh, creator of Rave Master. Yeah, I was reading that when we were, like, setting up, and I was like, yo, what now? Yeah, in hindsight, that, who, no one knows what that is, and no one cares against fairy tales. <laughs> Yeah, you know? I mean, this is this is early in Fairy Tales career. Yeah, it didn't know it was going to be the thing. It's obviously not anime when the manga was getting written. I'm trying to think of a comparison to that, but there's like nothing that wa- that wild to me. Mm, I'm sure there is. It's like um, Paul Dini, creator of Nora Freese, and that's it. That's all you say. Mm. It's really weird. Um. Yeah, we jump straight in with our little gang heading to, um... 2007. Yeah, um, the original, uh, like, in in whatever the Shonen magazine it came from, I forget. I forget, um, it came out in 2000, what did you say? First 2007. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was the year before, 2006, and then we got a translated version in 2008. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, they're going to Lucy's first mission as a guild member. Um, can... Can Kaya explain what any of that sentence means? I.e. like what a guild is and who Lucy is and maybe happy or not to. Well, we do have a whole episode total title. Hmm. Lucy Heartfilia Up. Yep. So it's Lucy Heartfilia. Yep, just give a quick rundown of... um... Is a girl who left her very rich family because she wants to be a part of a guild. I think she was a princess too. Undisclosed. Mm-hmm. Um, a guild is a band of magical people mm-hmm. who kind of work and live and do stuff together. They do quests under for their banner. Yeah. In order to like, that's their way of life. So you got the teacher down the local school, or you got guild hall, or you got the. But fairy tale kind of take that to like the next level because they're like, nah, if you're part of us, you're family. Yeah, they're kind of like soccer hooligans as far as personality goes, but like with the power of God. I'm family. You're right. They're like, they're Fast and Furious 9. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Less Corona, more beer. They're more like big, like, oh, fuck, what are the words? Nah, man, I'm talking like the ones that look like a tiny barrel. Mugs? Kegs. No, no, the little mugs. The little... I've seen Kana drink kegs. Yeah, she does. She just put a straw in a keg. Um, all right, so Lucy's first quest, you know, like as we said in our previous episode, okay, she is now I a member. Too good explain. Um, you missed Happy and Natsu. But that, that's... Happy is a cat with wings. Look at him go. And he still has a white belly. That's as much as I will explain for you. All right. 
Natsu is everything I just explained about fairy tale in one human. Yes. The end. He is a, a, a fire boy. And he's our fire breathing boy. Yeah, but he'll punch a thing if it stands still for long enough. I mean, yeah. He'll also try and eat it if it stands still for long enough. Hmm. Um, yeah, because Lucy is fresh into fairy tale, into the guild. Um, this is her first quest, and it is to acquire a book. Pretty simple. Uh, it's in some old man's mansion, and they are traveling there as we speak. It's like immediately in the book. Uh, Lucy thinks she can charm the lonely old man, once again relying on sex appeal that never seems to exist or matter in the universe. Yeah. I guess in the land of hot anime babes, no one is particularly a hot anime babe. What is it What is it? Syndrome says when everyone is super-powered, then no one is? Yeah. It's that, but for tits. That's a bit sad. But it is, but I think it, it might be true. It seems relatively apt. It holds up. Anyway, this is her adventure. Natsu and Happy are solely there as backup if things fall apart on her. I mean, it's her first mission. Hmm. And when you watch through it, they watch read. I'm sure if there's an audio book, if you listen to it, um, they do really let her go on this one. Which is, I'm not saying like that's a bad thing. They're not being like neglectful, but they they trust in her to give it a go. Yeah. Um. So after the carriage ride, the gang arrive in, I wrote this down specifically to fuck with myself, Shiratsume Town. Okay. I, I pulled that up pretty good. Alright. I didn't even write it down phonetically. That's usually how you get through things. That's my secret. Um, yep, yeah, they go to meet their client there. Uh, Lucy is excited to kick things off, but Natsu just wants to eat after their, after their trip. Um, she asks him why he can't just eat his own fire. Uh, being, Kai, do you want to explain that he do... That sometimes? Natsu breathes fire. He can eat fire? Well, yeah, it puts a fire in him belly. Um, Natsu is a dragon slayer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, my brain completely, like, blanked there. Yeah, and they can, um, they can absorb their, their element, I guess it would be. Yes. And it fuels them to do more special things, like um, like when Gajiel is just like eating at the side of a building. They have special attacks that are like related to whatever their thing is. Hmm. So he can breathe fire and like command fire and make fire hot. And then there's another one, and he's a steel boy, and he can like extend his limbs into battering rams. Oh, or when the little sky dragon is like, I eat air, and everyone's like, huh? Yeah, she's not great. Oh, she try. Um, all right. So yeah, he would normally swallow fire to boost his own fire magic, um, but her suggesting he eat his own fire really upsets him. Yeah. Um, yeah, he says that's gross. It's like Lucy eating her cow friend. Uh, her magic being that she can summon celestial star sign beasts like Taurus, for example. Yeah. Um, would you eat that guy? If you wronged me. So they split up so she can explore the town, and he and his little talking flying blue cat Happy can go eat. Uh, This leads to Natsu and Happy talking and chatting while they eat, and Happy saying Lucy looks... It's like, why isn't she with us, man? She looks like she would love greasy foods. Um, This feeds my theory about Lucy. (laughs) You know the one. You're really stuck on this, aren't you? Maybe it's just Happy every time, but I feel like a lot of people pick on her for being kind of chunky. My theory is that she might be drawn and animated like a, you know, hot classic anime babe style. Like Misty and Millions Before Her, Sailor Moon, Lum. What's Lum's name? The green one with the horns. Lum. I guess, yeah, that, that's close enough. Um, yeah, yeah, it looks like a million other ones, whatever the redhead is from fucking One Piece. Um, but for the most part, she's our main character by way of introducing the fairy tale world. So it might be an unreliable narrator scenario saying that she was hot. She can keep up her own. She can't be, like, massively unfit. she run around. But she spends a lot of, like, final arc things just sitting down watching, let's be honest. She can't do a lot. Yeah, well. All she can do is something. Yeah, there are so many chub jokes at her expense. I think she might be a bit on the chunky side. And I tried to Google my theory, but stumbled into a feeder gainer fetish fan fiction called Fatty Tail, so I abandoned the search immediately. Probably for the best, let's be honest. Every time I look up a character and scroll maybe, let's say like four times down on the phone Google image search, 
I'm going to find a, like, drastically overweight or pregnant belly somewhere. Mm. It's a a, a weird ongoing thing. Lovely. Apparently earlier, the boys jokingly suggested, I mean, boys being a boy and a cat, they jokingly suggested Lucy could infiltrate the mansion the book is located in by applying to work there as a maid. So when she shows up at um, the place they're eating uh, in full, like, cafe maid garb, uh, they kind of laugh at her, but also panic because it's too late to tell her it was a joke. She's in earshot when they say that. Um, they aren't very good friends early on. Well, they're not friends. They're, they're, they're just, like, weird acquaintances that adopt I, each other. I just, I think she's a little, she's not She's not sensitive, but she is not used to these two. Look, I think. Because they're kind of, like, duds. You've got to remember, she comes from a very rich family where she was, like, whatever she wanted or said goes. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure at this stage they're just hanging out with her because they know she, like, Might fuck brings up. trouble. Yeah. And they're like, we could punch someone out of this. And if you know Natsu and Happy, that's all they need. Yeah. I love when Happy, like, acts like he contributes. He does. He's a good boy. <laughs> like, because uh, where I'm up to in the manga, they're trying to defrost those big ice giants. Mm-hmm. And he, he breathes his fire, he does his thing, and it doesn't do anything, and he tries for a really long time, and then it's just him sitting down on the ground panting, and Happy sitting on the ground with him panting as well. And it's like, he, he didn't do anything. He just wanted to be like his friend. Yeah. So still in the maid costume, Lucy and the gang go to meet the client, a Mr. Cabby Mellon. Great names. Yep. In his big-ass mansion to discuss the mission, or assignment, or whatever you want to call it. Aside from the Hitler mustache, she seems nice enough. Uh, he does question Lucy a little bit on her cosplay, which just makes her a little more sad and self-conscious about herself. Because mm. it's, it's Natsu's, like, I'm Natsu, and he's like, oh, the salamander, of course, the famed fairy tale wizard. And he looks over and is like, uh, wh- who are you? And she's like, I'm also a fairy tale member. And he's like, ah, what's with the outfit then? <laughs> and she's like, oh, fuck. Um, yeah, so the job, though, is to go to a man named Duke Evolu's Mansion. Find a book called Daybreak and destroy it. Natsu suggests just burning down the whole house, because that would be a good way to destroy the book, because, you know, Natsu. Yes, it's just nothing. Yep. Um, they, they also learned that the mission's pay was bumped up while they were traveling there to 2 million fake fairy tale units of currency, which is a big paycheck indeed. Yeah. Jewels. They kind of feel like rupees in a Zelda. You know, they're, they're, they're just a vague thing. Look, it's a thing that you know is equal to money without having to come up with a currency exchange. Yeah. Um, with that news that it's two million uh, jewel, uh, Natsu runs out with Happy and dragging along Lucy, who is suspicious of this man so desperate to destroy someone else's book. Mm-hmm. Um, from there, they charge straight to Duke's mansion for the maid job plan. Because, you know, they're, they're desperate for the money and they're not taking the time to think of a better one. Eh, it'll work. At well the, enough. At the gate, Lucy meets Duke and one of his current maids. Uh, Kai, what are your thoughts? She big. How, how do you feel about Duke's look as well? He kind of looks like a Humpty Dumpty. You got this. Oh, you're so close. <laughs> yeah, look at him go. Yeah, she's big. She is big. Why did I have to look for that? Because I asked for your thoughts. It's in my notes. She's big. Mm-hmm. Um, the Duke Anna gives Lucy a big, a big uncomfortable look over before turning around saying, nah, you ugly. Yeah. Do you like her reaction? <laughs> I mean, that face does make her look a little ugly. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, this leads to a panel of his most beautiful maids, and goddamn, you've got Stewie Griffin head, mm-hmm. uh, one that's head's kind of shaped like a torso, mm-hmm. uh, you got the one that looks like a Ocarina of Time fucking character, and you've got the one on the left, which kind of looks like Butthead from Beavis and Butthead, but if you looked down towards him at a 45 degree angle. I mean, Does that I make can, sense? I can see where you got that from. Mm-hmm. This guy has very unique tastes. Uh, after after the meeting and the rejection, uh, we see Duke preparing to kill the wizards because Lucy 
Um, when you're in a guild, you wear an emblem. Mm. It's like a it's it's a weird magic tattoo that they put on with a stamp. Yeah. She put hers on her fucking hand. As and it, a smart boy do. Yeah, as someone undercover as a maid would be foolish to do. Yeah. <laughs> so he can very clearly see she's a fucking that that guild she's in maid. a guild. Yep, and he might have to kill her. Yep, so she's not really winning in this volume, huh? Look, like I said, I'm pretty sure at this stage Natsu and Happy are just hanging out with her because she's definitely going to cause trouble. Yeah. Um. So the gang end up going with a less methodical plan and more something I would do in like a Hitman game, which is try to sneak into the place and probably end up fighting everything on the way out. Yep. It's a good plan. It's usually how any stealth mission I do in any game goes. Except for Chicken Run, which does not give you a lot of options with those fucking dogs. Stick your head between us and kiss your butt goodbye. Yeah. I'm uh, sorry, that's the only quote I know from Chicken Run. I know. Comes up a lot somehow. That and frying pans. Who knew? Yeah, I, li- I like that because Duke called Lucy ugly, she also hatches a little side plan to hide his shoes. Yeah. Uh, this is why I like the small stakes filler episodes of Fairy Tale because the cast are just fucking goobers, but they're also got the power to back it up. Yeah. And we when we get into like big serious stuff, they don't get to be as dumb. Yeah. I like when they I like when they're almost fucking like they're almost always sunny in Philadelphia people, but with magic. Yeah. They're just they slightly less con artisty. Slightly. Yeah. I don't know. They get into some pretty big crap as it goes on. Hmm. I think Fast and Furious 9 was a very good analogy. I think Fast and Furious as a whole, because it starts off a lot smaller yeah. and then builds ridiculously fast. Yeah. Yeah, so let's go through the stealth part of this adventure, Kai. You ready? All right. Happy flies them up to the balcony. Natsu mm-hmm. melts glass out of the window just by touching it, which I thought was cool. Uh, Happy I think pl- he's done that again. You don't see it? You see him use his fire and heat a lot. But it's fun when you when it's not just I'm gonna send my fist on fire and punch someone. Well, it's it's, it's nice to see like unique things. Uh, and the third thing is Happy puts on a skull like it's a helmet. Yeah, Natsu thinks it looks pretty cool. It does. That's as far as the stealth takes them, <laughs> because almost immediately the gang of gross maids spot them. It's not shown in the book, but I do like to think Happy flying them one by one like up onto the roof was like done in like eye shot of people inside the building because <laughs> I wouldn't be shocked. It's okay. Natsu is still very stealthy. He wrapped his scarf around his head. Yeah, he does the ninja thing that I very well remember from, like, my favourite era of Adventure Time when when Finn just pulls his stupid hat up slightly over his mouth and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> he's a ninja now. Um, yeah, he's very stealthy, loudly beating up the maids. <laughs> And our heroes run and hide from their own commotion in a room that miraculously is a private library. Yeah. Miraculously, again, they quickly find Daybreak. And Lucy lights up. It is an unreleased uh, Kimu Zalion book. That is someone's name. It is. You wouldn't know from looking at it. Uh, this author was an author, obviously, but also a practicing wizard that Lucy is a big fan of. Um, They don't... Oh, they bring it up a little bit at the end of this, but... She wants... She's an aspiring author. Yes. Which... Do you think we're going to get to the end... We're, we're still not at the end of Fairytale. Do you think we're going to get to the end of Fairytale and it's all just going to be a book that she's written? That would that would feed into my um, unreliable narrator saying she's hot the whole time. It's also just very, like... I feel like that would... terrible English thing of... He woke up and it was all the dream. I don't think it will because we're in the final season, mm. which I think was maybe a little tacked on. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we've technically had an ending. Depend. I, I don't know the behind the scenes of how it went, but no, we've seen her like. I, I like that's how she bonds with Levy, doing yeah. all the book stuff. Um, yeah, but now that she knows what the book is, she doesn't really want to destroy it anymore. And the Duke appears through the floor like he dug a hole in it, and claims the book is worthless. But he is greedy and doesn't care if it's worthless; it's still his. Which is accurate. So Lucy is, again, suspicious. Um, One guy paying two million to destroy it and another claiming it's worth nothing. She decides she will sit down right there and there and read it while Natsu deals with the Duke and his enforcers, the Vanish Brothers. Mm -hmm. With the hindsight of how powerful Natsu is, these 
these Vanish Bros didn't stand a fucking chance to they? But they tried, and that's important. It, it sure is. Yeah, when Roos... When, when Roosie... She's a Scooby-Doo character now. Roosie? Yeah. <laughs> fucking zoinks. When Lucy realizes there is something secret in the book, uh, she runs off to read it properly. Uh, the Duke then gives chase, and Happy gives chase after that. Of course, he's got to protect him nicely. Yeah. We are left with Natsu and the Vanished Brothers... And, you know, we have classic shonen battle, shitloads of dialogue, maybe like four actual fighting moves. Yeah. You know how it goes. Um, they're fast, and they brag about being fast, but Natsu points out that they haven't caught him or hit him yet. Uh, some of the house gets smashed, and then the brothers use their quote-unquote heaven and earth elimination death technique, which is literally just summed up as you go high, I go low. I, yeah, that, it is. that's pretty much all it means. Yep, the brother with the big long saucepan... He uses it to fling the other brother into the air. And then... Yeah, and he attacks with the pan. So while Natsu blocks the pan, the guy who's in the air comes crashing down onto Natsu while he's focusing on the pan. So literally, you go high, I go low. Yeah. That's all that is. It's stupid. It got a big fancy name for nothing. And yet it works. Yep. They have a little pageantry being like, no wizard could survive me just body slamming you, essentially. But then Natsu gets up again. And I love the little detail of the panel. Because there's just like a little picture of a frog in the corner that just says didn't croak on it. Yeah, because he didn't die. I know, but like, what the fuck? It's stupid. I love it anyway. I like frog. Um, he throws some fire. It's caught in the saucepan and doubled back at him. But as I mentioned earlier, he can literally eat fire. So he's very fireproof. Yeah. Uh, this time, uh, this time he dives through the fire and burns them more directly, mostly just with his hands. Uh, they're pretty much defeated, so Natsu goes looking for Lucy. Uh, somewhere in the mansion, though, the big maid wakes back up. Yeah. Um, She's a big fat. She is. Which um, won't get brought up in this episode, so do you want to hit it now? Who- oh, actually, I will, we'll save it. We'll come back to that. Okay. Because it's, re- it, it's revealed, but it's not revealed. Does yeah. that make sense? We get half a twist. I break half a twist in. I hand you some of it. Yeah. So Lucy finishes reading the book, deciding to bring it back to the client instead of destroying it, because um, she discovered something while reading. I love the silly item she has called the Gale Force Reading Glasses. Mm. They would be very fucking handy in my life. Uh, they make you read way faster, uh, between 2 to 32 times quicker. And I love the detail that that speed depends on how good the book is. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> it blames the book. Um... The worse the book, the faster it reads. I was going to say the more boring the book is, the harder it is to read through. I thought it went the other way. No, nah, it, would, it would be faster so that it doesn't have to deal with it. Mm, I don't know if how conscious a pair of glasses is. It's My theory is it goes the other way. to come up with a book and whether it's good or not. What? No, you use it to read the book. Yeah, but it bases its speed of reading on whether the book is good or not. Yeah. So it has to be sentient enough to know if the book is good or not. That's yeah, complicated stuff, huh? Well, we'd... And if I had to read a terrible book against my will, You'd want I'd to... read it fast. All right. um, as she stands up, she's caught through the wall by the Duke, a bit like Frank Miller Batman in Dark Knight Rise, uh, Returns. Uh, Happy swoops in and busts his elbow the wrong way, and he lets go of Lucy. It's a bit of a chase scene through the sewer area she went to hide in. Um, it's revealed that Duke had blackmailed that chemo dude who wrote the book into writing this book about him in his dungeon. Yeah. Yeah, he was trapped in there for three years writing essentially commissioned fan fiction about a self-insert Mary Sue. Yikes. I mean, why not? Why not? Why would you? No, that's just a terrible idea. He didn't have a choice. He damn right he didn't. Um, to stop the Duke, Lucy... Uses her magic, Kyle. Uh, she opens a celestial gate and we meet Cancer. Yeah. He gives you a fancy haircut. He does. Do you want to explain how her shit works? She has keys. They open celestial beings that she has um, contracts with. She's a summoner wizard. So they have to agree on both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them are the More star signs. Oh, okay. And Most of them are, but then you got Plu. Uh, no, you're right. There's a few others. You got the no, cross guy and the clock guy. Wasn't it Halugium? Yeah. No, you're right. So, most of the most of the ones that do anything are celestials. But also, Lucy's got like what Shit tons. six or seven of the celestials. So there's only twelve. 
Like, there's more than just her as a celestial wizard. Yeah. So there has to be other consolations. At the time of... In the canon at this point in the book, I think there's four proven. There might have been more here and there. No, because remember, after the weird clock one, they have to, like, rehabilitate them all. Yeah, Yeah, at that point, there's less. But I'm counting the duke. I'm counting... The chick who dressed like a swan, mm. and then her sister at the Wizard Games. Mm. Oh, and Lucy, <laughs> the important one. That's There's four. More than that. Yeah. Not with the not with the star sign people. That's what I'm saying. There's more than. I feel like just, I'm misremembering. There's more than just the star signs because mm. that's not enough to make enough people. Yeah, it's not a wizarding thing. Yeah. I only, I only think about the Celestial ones, because they're really the only ones that do a whole bunch. But Plume. Yeah. It'd be cool if we saw more of the other things to kind of add to the list. But really, there's like three that show up maybe once every three seasons. Well, we haven't seen Plume in ages. It's because she's got all these Celestial Wizards up in here. She don't need nobody else. Hmm. Yeah, and then we meet Cancer. Do, do you want to talk about him? Because this is his first appearance. It's a crab! Is it, though? <laughs> Or is it just? Says, I'm literally reading off his quote. I know, but he looks like a dude who has the um, Civil War like Iron Spider tentacles and hairdo. Yeah, that's it. He's got like crab claws coming out of his back and scissors in his. Yeah, head. he uses scissors instead of actual claws. When I say crab claws, I was thinking, you know, the the, the ones that you eat, <laughs> the stick looking thing. Yeah, you got a bunch of those. You know, he's like a mix of if Doc Ock was a crab. And also a hairstylist. Yeah. Um, yeah, in a good twist, Duke, which I which I did spoil when I was running through the list, but here it is, Duke uses his celestial key to open a gate as well. Virgo. Virgo, the big maid. She's the... She was a celestial the whole time. And then another great twist, the maid is in the sewer now, but she was in the lobby before passing through the celestial plane of reality to shift in space, you know, because she got summoned. Um, and she was in the lobby fighting Natsu who grabbed a hold of her before being dragged through time, space, and reality. Yeah, he wasn't too happy about so, that. So he's a little bit lost and confused. Um, he asks Lucy what they're doing now, and she says, we got to finish Virgo. He goes, okay. And he slams a burning fist in her big fat fucking face. Lucy uses her Catwoman whip to choke the Duke, and the crab man cuts off his mustache because, I guess, humiliation. Yeah. Isn't that great? The adventure is chaotic, wild, no planning went into it, and Lucy came out on top. Which is how it usually works. No, that's kind of what Natsu says. It's like, that's exactly how a fairy tale member would have handled it. Not well, but kind of got there in Half, the end. Somewhere between luck and being more powerful than anyone else in the fucking room at any time. They, they live good. Hello. Alright, so we go back to see Cabby Mallon, the client. Mm-hmm. Um, Lucy gives him the book and asks him why he wanted to destroy the um the final book written by his father. <gasps> Holy shit! I like that this has like mystery vibes to it, it's solving a case kind of. Um, yeah, that's right. In a flashback, we see Kimo, the dude, return after the three years. Um, he retires from writing by cutting off his arm. I mean, it would work. Pretty intense. Remember the Beaver movie? Mm. Yeah. Um, sometime later, we see a young Mr. Mellon talking with his father. How, like, he never seems to have admitted that he was more or less kidnapped and forced to read this book. Right. And the kid's like, you left our family behind for three years to write a shitty book that glorified a fat little troll man who sucks. And the father's like... Yeah, he's like, what were you thinking? Dad's like, I was thinking about you the whole time. And he's like, whatever, you dick. Um, yeah, the, the dad would later commit suicide. <laughs> and over the years, uh, Mr. Mellon went from hatred to regret and wanted to destroy the only evidence of this horrible book that ruined his family and his dad's life. Um, he goes to burn the book and it activates in his hands. Yeah. I like this scene. It looks cool. Um, the word on the cover, Daybreak, rearranges I am, what is it, Tom Marvolo Riddle style? Mm. Uh, it changes into Dear Cabby. 
the whole book opens up like the map from fucking Treasure Planet. Every letter of every word is flying around and settling back down in a new place in the book. Um, the whole book is like a big diary for his son. Which is pretty cool fucking magic. It's dope. Yeah, he's a, he's a book wizard. I mean, you would hope so if you were an author. I like how vague magic is in this universe. You never see, like, similar shit twice, do you? Like, we've seen other ones that use literary as a magic, mostly levy. You no, know, it's very... It's a fingerprint thing. You can tell mm. whose magic is whose by what it is. Yeah. It's weird, because you see a lot of, like, ice wizards, but they're all slightly variants of themselves. Yeah. I like, I like how open to interpretation a lot of it is. Apparently there's like a fairy circle going on in our backyard or something. Okay, shut the big door. Some sort of child-based NASCAR race on a trampoline. Of course. Of course. Um, yeah, it's a nice touching moment and all that. Malin's crying a little and he's like, I guess I won't be burning the book after all. And Natsu and Happy are like, well, I guess we failed the quest then. Goodbye. Lucy is very upset. Yeah, because the fucking money, man. Come on. Oh, yeah, she's forever poor in the yeah. series, ain't she? Um, yeah, um, it's time for them to go home. And this is one of those moments that I really love. Like, I love Goofball Natsu, but I love when he can prove himself as well. Like, there's a perfect balance where he, it's like... He sticks to his own code. It's not even that. Like, he's excessively competent in every scenario. He just doesn't feel like it most of the time. Yeah. The only other character I can think of like that is Skullduggery Pleasant. There's fuck all characters that are just goofy, but like hyper able to do everything. I guess maybe Deadpool, but... Polly. Hmm. Yeah. She's... But on a smaller scale, yeah. She is very capable. And she, I think she knows her limits, so she can steer the narrative pretty good. Mm. But yeah, Natsu's a good example of those sort of ones. Like, um, yeah, he says he can't accept the reward, and he should go home. So should Cabby Malin to his own house. Um, funnily enough, dragon slayers have noses much like the boy from Demon Slayer. Yeah. All these, Appar- fuck- all these fucking slayers with their, I have a fucking, the nose of a dog. Yeah, apparently that's, like, the biggest superpower. That's got to be based on a thing, stuff. yeah. Um, yeah, and he, he could tell because the guy didn't smell, like, the home they were in. Like, he was house-sitting for a rich friend for the meeting to make it seem like the mil- two million jewel was, like, not a big deal for him. But it's literally everything he had, like, downsizing his own personal house to get the reward money together. Yeah. And shit like that. And Natsu didn't want to take it all away from this dude. Um, especially because the quest was kind of like a just thing. Mm. Um, yeah, and, and we see, we see like, as they're leaving, we see, uh, Cabby Mallon in his sad little shit shack of a house reading his dad's book and, like, laughing happily. I don't yeah. know what's in the book, but it's obviously meaningful to that guy. He's happy with it. And they all go home. And it's revealed that, um, Lucy is an aspiring author. Which, again, gets used ongoingly, but you kind of want to see a little more of it sometimes. Yeah. No, it's, it's a big character trait for her, but I, li- I, like I feel like you don't see it a lot because there's see... so many characters to spread out. But that's the thing. I like that you don't see Lucy's stuff. I like that you don't end up seeing what's in this book and stuff because it kind of leaves you to, like... And I do like her being ashamed of her little, like... Oh, they're totally what, what is it, the script? What would you call it? A script draft? The one that she's always got on her, but like refuses to let anyone go near because she's very like insecure about it. I bet you it's a smart. She's writing hentai the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> she's a fucking idiot. Um, makes perfect sense. Yeah, because she writes it in the bathtub. She does a lot in the bathtub. She even caters to guests in there, whether she wants to or not. Usually not. Yeah. Usually they're just there. Hmm. Um, what do you what do you think about this little adventure? It was a fun one. I wish there was more little adventures. I think I think we. Got but it. I'm just I'm I'm I was brought up on Western episodic shit. Hmm. So the arcs are fun and they usually build up and have like a good ending and stuff. But I just I I would like to have more like simple two part times. But I think, I think that's, that's just where me. the mangas come into it. Yeah, like they, much quicker they pace. Shab- 
But it's not even that. They've shattered them into so many, like, character-specific books or the girls have a book or, like, you can go and grab anything that you want that way. Yeah, um, there's even... I saw one in passing. I don't remember what it's called, but it's, like, Loxus and his little Thunder Legion gang. Mm. They get a, they get a little spin-off adventure. But that's the thing. It's, like, I feel like that anime introduces the world and gives you, like, big chunks of story. And if you want more than that, then you can find more than that. Hmm. Because I don't feel like, you know, sure, like, the anime runs with very similar, or whichever way you want to do it, the manga runs similar to the anime, the anime runs similar to the manga, but they are different enough. Because, like you said, this is really fast-paced, where the anime took a couple of episodes to get through it. Hmm. So, I don't know, I think it's just dependent on where you want to prioritize your time. Yeah. I think I think the best I have a bunch of spin-offs to cater for everyone would be the Dragon Maid series. Because mm. like you got the main ongoing run, but a lot of people really like Kana. That's me. Mm. So she's got her own spin-off title. Yeah. Um the name. What's the fish one's name? She likes food. Mm, that one. That'll do. That's close enough. Um, she she is a unicorn and she likes food. Yeah. She doesn't get a lot of airtime in the main series. Lukoa? No, it is not Lukoa. Lukoa is the, the one with the little boy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, she has her own spinoff as well because she doesn't get a lot of airtime. So if you like her, like, there's an outlet for that too. Mm. Yeah, it's fun like that. I, I, I like, like a lot of options. things that you can find that. Hmm. Because Buffy kind of did it. But I don't know if it did it on purpose. <laughs> Those books are my mess. No, well, like, you've got Spike, Faith. Um, oh, no, no, you Angel right. has his books. Mm. And they are somewhat and intertwined lot- with, like, the main story, but they can be standalone at the same time. And each time. of those characters you named have, like, three or four yeah. of their own series. But it's fun when that kind of thing happens. Because mm. that's the thing, like, people go into... Like, you and I go into watching Fairy Tale for very different reasons. What are you, what are you doing there? Well, we all know what you're doing there. Juvia. No. It's important to have a character that... You, you have to have a waifu for every genre at all times. It's, it's the rules. Mm. You can't just walk into the NHL and not go for a team. <laughs> you have to support a K team. You did, though. I told you which team to pick. No, it worked out pretty good so far. Yeah, because I have good taste in teams. Yeah. Like... Thanks to me being given a team. When... when Look, I sure as shit have no interest in ever experiencing Twilight. But when you start learning pop culture around the time of Twilight, in the middle of Team Edward, Team... Jacob. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, team you, Edward all the way, you, baby. You got old Eddie, you got Jake, and everyone's got a... Support something. Everyone's really diehard one way or another. Nightwing and Babs. Yeah, exactly. I I, I was brought up. I was I was tr- I was starting to like get into fandoms at that exact point, and everyone had a team. So I've just naturally done that to be ready. It- like every experience, we watch a Fifth Harmony vi- music video. I got to pick a favorite member of that. It's like Spice Girls all over again. One true ship. Mm-hmm. Name a franchise. Go. Harry Potter. I've never seen. I've never cared enough to see him, and I'm pretty sure there's only one girl in those movies. Nope. Give me something else. <laughs> Give me something I've seen. It's not fair. <laughs> I knew it was going to flip with you immediately. You're rude. Um. I think honestly, Fairy Tale is the hardest one. Just because it's so. Because Urza fucking rocks. Lucy fucking rules. Juvia is adorable and super overpowered. If you put any thought into her abilities. Yeah. She was an S-rank before she showed up. She dumbs it down, and I, and I think she just doesn't... I just don't think she she's interested want, in working hard. No, she doesn't want her honey to feel bad. We also don't see her doing her own mission. She's probably tearing ass up. Let's be honest here. That's true. Except for flight and mind control, she pretty much... You know, no, take it back. I was going to say she's got, like, the same phasing through shit abilities as, like, Martian Manhunter. No, she's like, um, Flash. Oh yeah, phase can, three. Can, yeah, no. She can move at like super high speeds. Yeah, but, but it's, she can definitely it's not, phase through it's stuff. Not Keep ride. Casper at, the ghost. It's not moving at high speeds. She can like stretch her molecules out. I think she's just wet. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, 
I've given up on waiting for you to name franchises. You can't put me on the spot like that. I have to. My notes lasted for 25 minutes of recording. It's 46 minutes. Yeah, but we got to edit out a bunch of stuff. Hell yeah. Exciting. <laughs> Look, we Yeah, it's always important to support teams. At the moment. That is not the only reason I have a fairy tale. I like it because of all the things that make it different to a Shonen Jump franchise. And it's nice to have a series that didn't get cancelled after one fucking season. Or like, um, interdimensional reviewers, which didn't even make it through a season. (laughs) Yeah. Do you have any ideas for homework? Because if I wrote any down, it would have made four pages and one of them would have a single line of information on it. So I was like, you know what, it's fine. Um... No, you if you had to have a tail, what kind of tail would you have? I feel like we've done this before, but, um... Hmm. And I guess where the, exactly on your tailbone would it be located? I, 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 I suppose, like, the monkeys that are really good at using their tails, because it would just be handy to have around, you know? Mm. A lot of them aren't practical, let's be honest. <laughs> Do you have an answer? Nah, not at all. I want a crafty monkey. You are a crafty monkey. Exactly, it'll it'll work. It can feed me chips while I play video games. Would be helpful, right? <laughs> That's what I'm talking. Like, I would third, always have a hand a, to hold my coffee. Yeah, third hand is more handy than like whatever the fucking no, you know bun what I, tail has. No, that's on. it. I've decided I want Eeyore's tail. Just nail it on in there. For a woman that doesn't like needles, you're open to someone nailing things onto your flesh. No, because I would lose it all the time, and so I wouldn't really have a tail on too much. You would just have an impact wound, probably infected. <laughs> Then I get to die. Alright, do you, do you have a favourite arc of fairy tale? Is there, is there one that you come back to, like, mentally? I feel like as we're getting towards the end, I do think about, like, the early stuff a lot. Um, it's not even an arc, but I liked, um... I liked Juvia making the scarf for Grey, that whole episode. Mm. That's a good one. I think that one's technically filler, but I like the way that one goes down. It's a nice little emotional one. If you want to get really emotional, the one where they explain Juvia always having the little dude. They didn't. We googled that. I stumbled into that by accident. No, there's an episode where she keeps making them. Mm. Yeah, it's in the it's in her origin flashbacks, but yeah. Westerners don't know what the fuck those are. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of like cultured weebs by now, but we stumbled into that through trivia, and we were like, "Oh no!" Yeah. yeah. Fairy tale's good. It's a good time. In, interact it's, with it in some way. It's weird that um, Hiro Mishima just puts happy in every fucking thing. It's his that, signature. I know, but that cat was in Rave Master and... What's that new one that's just starting up? Where there's a Natsu-looking dude with black hair and happy's there again and so is Plue. Plue. Yeah. Who's your favourite Celestial? Mm, I mean, Leo has, like, the most to gravitate towards. So does Aquarius. Virgo. Virgo's weird. Oh, you want to talk about that? The fact that Virgo's weird? No, the fact that she is so big and trolly and like an ogre in this. She can be whatever you want. Yeah, I love that moment though. That is in uh, volume three for us. Or the anime at some point. Hmm. When when Lucy still has the key on her and then they're like, we got to dig a way out of here and she uses the key because she tunnels. And this big monster shows up, and she's like, what's wrong? And she's like, you are terrifying to look at. And she just becomes, like, a hot, skinny, pink-haired girl. And she's like, is, it, is this better? And they're like, I guess. And then she just sticks with it for all time. Yeah, but remember, she goes through that whole period of trying to work out what to call Lucy. It's always just princess or whatever. Yeah, but I think she, like, it starts she's off definitely as, like, a sub. master. And, like, she goes through a whole series of names. And then lands on Princess. Um, and Lucy's like, I don't like it, but it's better than anything yeah, else you've offered it's at this than stage. Most of the other um, I guess I like. What is a what is a celestial sheep? Aries. I like how insecure that woman is. Well, she was abused for years. I know, but she's like. I like Gemini. Those things are creepy. They're totally super creepy, but at the same time, they're just there to mess with people. Hmm. Because they're the twins, but yeah. they can transform into One of them anybody. turns into, like, usually naked Lucy. Yeah. They're, they're just there to mess with people. They don't, they don't care about you and your beings. Yeah, they're, they're cheeky boys. Um, 
But they come in super handy, like, multiple times for things that are just, like, a little floating jelly bean. The goat was really cool. I liked him. He wears a suit. Um, the archer sucks. What's his name? He talks almost Sagittarius. like... Sagittarius. Yeah, he, he reminds me a little bit of Ned Flanders, the way he talks. Yeah, I There's can a lot of that. It's not specifically oakily doakily but it's, it's something like that. Alright. Are you satisfied? I will never be satisfied. Yes. Then this will never end. Um, again, a nice little sample. I think I think a lot of people still shit on fairy tale, but we're almost done. And aside from like a couple seasons of the anime that you could skip if you felt like it, there's really nothing else wrong with it. No. And like... I think it's really fun. I think when you get to those big story arcs, you've, you've hit it pretty well. You've come this you far have now, to you have to couple... commit to it anyway. But that's the thing, if you do a couple of episodes at once, mm. because it's the thing, there's so many people and there's so much going on that, like, it going through is, like, five minutes worth of time in actual, like, time. Oh. My Google got close. Um, there's actually a thing I had a tab open for earlier, which if you're, if you really do hate filler things that bad, there's a, there's a website that just is like a, it's an Excel spreadsheet for anime. And you, Fairy tale filler list. The anime filler list. Anime filler list. Yeah. And it just, it just ticks a box next to every episode, whether it's canon or filler. Yeah. I want to I want to look up the One Piece one really bad because I... I've heard tale. I've heard tale about that one thousand long episodic show. Um, yeah, I think Fairy Tale's really fun, and it has great um theme music. And it didn't get cancelled after a season. Isn't that so- that's big for me? <laughs> All right. Um, I've been joined by a lovely producer, Kyle. Hi. I'm your host, Toad Apollo. Hope you enjoyed this little, uh, I guess, backup episode. Um. And uh, like, rate, review, subscribe, follow on Spotify. Um, Should we explain why this is like a weird episode? We're just if you're listening to this, we didn't record this week. We recorded this two weeks ago because yeah. we've got major life events going on. So take that. <laughs> yeah. I just punched myself in my ear. Yeah, I watched. It was interesting. Yeah. Can we go now? Obviously, you need to. Bye. Um. Yep. Yeah, thank you, everybody. Class dismissed. <laughs>